Hey everybody, welcome to Happening at Hannah's. I realized I didn't record an introduction. I was just so pumped to get started on this episode. So welcome to Happening at Hannah's. I hope you're having a fantastic day and that you're just having such a great week. A little bit of update about the podcast is we've now switched over to Wednesdays. So it's right in the middle of the week. So you can listen halfway through the week or you can listen to last week's episode or whatever. Anyways, but we've switched to one episode a week. I'm still recording a bunch of really cool podcasts. I'm super excited for you to listen to them. This one was probably one of my favorites to record. All the other ones have been fun, but this one was just like fun because I recorded it a different way. Super fun, all that stuff. But anyways, I hope you have a great week. And if you're listening to this and you haven't been on the podcast, you should definitely text me or Instagram me because I want to hear your story and would love to do that. So without further ado, Here's the guest of the week, my dear friend, Aiden Corona. Welcome to the podcast, Aiden Corona. How's it going? Hello, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Good. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I'm super pumped to hear how this podcast goes. Me too. It's going to be fun. Okay, mm-hmm. so Aiden, tell us who you are. Like, Give us some info about who you are. Well, my name is Aiden Corona. I am a young man. Uh, I live in Texas. I like creative stuff. Um, I do filmmaking and videography. I like to play video games. I like to watch movies. I like to hang out with my friends. Uh, maybe those are the highlights. I like it. I think that's a good description nice. of you. Sounds like it to me. Okay, so next question I have for you is, how do we know each other? And I'm interested about Mm -hmm. this one because I don't know that it's going to match up. So, as far as I'm concerned, is this our first time meeting? Have we met before this conversation? Uh, Oh, that's right. I got your number off Craigslist. I put it up there and said, please call me for a podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, that guy, he sounds legit. So I'm hoping you're (laughs) Christian if I'm asking Uh, you some of these questions. Yes, I'll have answers to a lot of these. Oh, okay, good, good. So good. I, I, love I it. think, as far as I remember, I've just known you since I've lived here. Um, I moved to Amarillo in seventh grade, and I just remember you always kind of being here. Um, I know me and a friend of mine taught in our kids' area, and the very, like, I remember I was teaching your brother Caleb Frick in, when he was in third grade. And okay. that's my big, like... I remember sitting in the third grade section with Caleb, but I'm not quite sure okay. of a definitive moment for you and me where we first started being aware of each other. Yeah, I couldn't remember one. Like, I feel like I've known you for forever. And if you said seventh grade, let's see, you would have moved here like right before I moved here. So we probably just met somewhere mm-hmm. there or maybe when I picked Caleb up or something. Where did you move here from? I didn't know that you were not always here. Oh, yeah, so I lived in Borger. Before that, I lived in Canyon. Before that, I lived in Breckenridge, Texas. And before that, I lived in Canyon. And I was birthed into Amarillo, Texas at Northwest wow. Texas Hospital. What a special place. Where did you live? It's a great, well, I like it. I'm going to go, I'm going to start with my birth, which was in Missouri. I think that's good. I was oh. born in Missouri. I don't know the name of the hospital, unfortunately. Um uh, but I was bummer. born in Joplin, Missouri. Then when I was like three, we moved to 
Tennessee. And then after a while there, we moved to Austin, Texas, I think. And then Oklahoma City. And then Kentucky. We lived in Kentucky for a long time. And after, when I, when I was in seventh grade, we moved to Amarillo. And I've been here ever since. Wow. I feel like I didn't know all the places. I knew you like lived in a place before yeah. Amarillo. I didn't realize so many oh, yeah. places. I'm a hot commodity. Here. Wow. They need me. They need you all over the United States. Mostly when I'm There's... mostly when I'm like four years old and not able to contribute to society. That's when I did the most. Movement. But that's when that's when they need you the most. Yeah. Like little kids are valuable here, okay. Aiden. Okay, <laughs> so I'm going to ask you the next question. How did you grow up faith wise? So, like, did you go to church? Did you not go to church? Did your family go to church? That kind of thing. So, my dad has been a pastor since before I was born. And so I don't really remember a time when I wasn't in church. I think I've just like always gone. Um, And so that has, I think it's been really good for me. Um, I I know there are people who have grown up in the church and people who have grown up as like the child of a pastor and they've had a hard time with Uh their faith and they have had a, you know, hard time making their faith their own or they wanted to rebel or resist or go in a different direction. Um, but I've never really had any of that. Like I've always just been strong in my faith and like I've accepted what I was told as a kid and I don't know that I really thought mm-hmm. too much about it. Um, but I think, I know another question that you're going to ask me is like when I realized I needed Jesus, I think that was later on when I decided, like, I think it was in high school when I realized, oh, I've, mm. I've been doing this for years now. And I've never really thought twice about it. Like I go to church on Sundays and Wednesdays and whatever else, just because that's what we do. Um, yeah. But I never really thought about like, what do I want my life to look like? And do I want to, mm. do I want to like choose to actually go along with like what the Bible says and what Jesus says we should do? Or do I want to just do my own thing? And so I think it was like my junior year of high school that me and several of my friends are on the same um I think we're in a group together and we all kind of realized together, like, Oh, like this is real. Like we need to, we need to either decide to step up and really do this or stop wasting our time by Mm. being here. And uh, we pretty much all decided to just go all in. And it's been so cool since then, just seeing the ways that God has like responded to our response to his call. Um, Yeah. Like what a surprise, but whenever you, do what the Lord says he blesses you and he comes alongside you and he does cool stuff Mm. in and through your life. So it's been, anyway, that's kind of my faith upbringing, but I still, yeah, I love that. And you work in a church now, right? So what kind of made you want to work in a church? Like with all that stuff? So yeah, I'm on the creative team at our church and I help with a lot of the film and video and social media stuff and Mm -hmm. honestly like for a long time because my dad always worked at the church I couldn't really see myself Mm -hmm. doing anything else like I just loved behind the scenes at church like having relationships with the pastors like knowing these people um and just like I think the church culture is so good um I think I spent some time working at places in the secular world and Mm -hmm. it's frustrating sometimes because like 
you know, different businesses or organizations might not hold themselves to the certain standard that the Lord would or that I would um, mm. as a believer. And so, like, yeah. I can't necessarily fault them for, you know, if they're not believers and they're not leading their work environment as a believer would. I can't really fault them for that. But it's right. been so good. Like, the leadership of our church is really good. And like the way they just promote health and like relationships first over, mm-hmm. um, over productivity and over getting stuff done. Like that's really important to me um, as a believer. And so I think like, yeah. it just made sense for me to want to work at a place like this. Um, and again, just after years of like going to church with my dad on Sundays and just seeing behind the curtain of what's really going on there. Like, it's just so appealing Uh to me to get to be a part of a culture like this Um, and to get to, like, you know, work in, you know, video and telling stories and social media and stuff to, like, reach out to people and connect with them and to, like, really tell the stories of people who have gone through crazy things in their faith and have come to know the Lord. Like, it's, I'm in a really cool position um, to get to connect yeah. with a lot of people and hear a lot of really cool stories. Uh, and so it's kind of just the perfect place for me right now. I love that. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question that I was going to ask later, but I think it segues mm-hmm. now. So like in doing like the film stuff where you're telling people's stories and like working at a church and like you meet people all the time. Um, how have you seen like a story of like somebody uh, their life like change that you think would be good to share or maybe like in your own life like a conversation that you had it's like the eighth question down mm-hmm. there I think um, it's almost hard to miss it like especially here when I'm surrounded by you know pastors and um, just people that are connecting with volunteers connecting with people who um don't volunteer, but have just, you know, started attending and now they want to be a member or something like there's so many stories. Um, and they're, I don't know, like, that's the cool thing about God is like, I mean, there's a lot of cool things about God, but like he is an expert storyteller. And in the same way that like, I love movies and I could spend Mm. probably my whole life watching movies and talking to my friends about them and just dissecting them and picking them apart and thinking about like, oh, did the filmmaker use this technique here? Or, you know, he set up this thing in the first act and by the end of the movie, it pays off in this big way. Like God made that stuff. He made storytelling structure Mm. and all these different techniques. And like, he uses them. Like I see that in real life. And I think that's part of why it appeals to us so much in movies is because like sometimes movies are like the best version of life. Um, Yeah. Other times they're just big fun explosions and things like that which are also cool (laughs) but like god is such an expert craftsman with stories that like i know he man it's hard to even put into words but like every single person has a story like that and in the same way that my story is so deeply complex and i can see like right now you know maybe i'm struggling with something or Um, I want to see the Lord come through in this way in my life in the present. That's so real for me. But then I can also look back at my own past and see 
hey, remember when I was struggling with this and the Lord came through? And I remember when I didn't trust him here and he showed up anyway. And I remember when, you know, this happened and we switched schools for the 10th time when I was growing up and the Lord still provided mm-hmm. friends for me. And he's still like, I can see all these ways that he came through and I can start to see the overarching story of my own life and just how like, how good of a story it is. Um, mm. And like, it can be so easy for me to look at my own life as a movie and to think that the end of the movie is right now. Like, ah, the story doesn't make sense. Like, where's this going? Like, why didn't <laughs> I get what I wanted? Like, it's all over here. Yeah. But if you think about it, like, I'm probably in like the beginning part of my movie where I'm still developing. I'm figuring out what I like, what I want to do. I'm developing a real personality beyond just being a child. Mm-hmm. That's never where the movie, like, that's the start of the movie. And yeah. I love Star Wars. And that's the example I always give is like, if you take the very beginning of the first Star Wars movie where Luke's on Tatooine by himself and he's complaining about, you know, he wants to go and fight the Empire and he wants to do something big with his life. If you end the movie right there, then that movie is terrible. And I wouldn't want to watch <laughs> it. But it's not that's not what the right? movie's about. Like, that's the action that it sets up the story where we're able to see how cool it is by the end to see, like, he got to do that stuff. He got to go blow up the Death Star. You know, he made all these space friends and... Like it's the same in a lot of our lives where I can look right now and see where, ah, I haven't made it yet. I'm frustrated, Mm. but I know that this isn't the whole story. Like the story's about God intervening in my life and changing the story so that it's really about him and not myself altogether. So anyway, that's a real long winded answer, but like everybody, everybody has something like that. And so it's so cool to like, I can sit down and talk to anybody and hear about like how God completely went out of his way to save them from a very specific thing in a very specific way. And like, it's going to be the complete opposite of my story, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or like your story is totally different. So I think a lot of the ways that I've seen God in my own life have been in like his faithfulness and his consistency in that even when you know, I've, like I said, I've gone to church my whole life. I didn't spend all of that time pursuing him. And I didn't spend all that time choosing to be a really good Christian. Like, I think I, I would probably say I spent a lot of that time wasting it or, you know, just Mm. doing stupid stuff and not really thinking about the implications it's going to have. But being able to see that, like, wow, even when I was wasting all that time, like the Lord didn't move on and he didn't decide he's going to go look somewhere else for someone to do as well. He was patient mm. and he waited for me. And like when I got to this point or like I was talking about in high school where I kind of decided I need to make my faith my own. When I got there, yeah. it was like, wow, like he waited for me to get here. He was patient enough to mm-hmm. work with me and develop me and like, let me be stupid and let me be reckless and try and do whatever I thought I needed to do so that it could get to that place where he could say okay are you ready now like I have stuff for you to do if you're willing to do it and so just Mm. seeing his consistency where I can then step up and say wow yeah I want to do this now thank you for giving me the the chance to do it again after I failed the first thousand times you know Uh uh-huh I think that's good so what's something that you've like found that God's like wanted you to do and like hey this is why I've made aid in corona (sighs) 
that's something I'm still working through. Um, and no, I think yeah, we'll probably be that. working through that question for all of our lives. But I think mm-hmm. like so far, the thing that I've seen, I love, I love creativity and I love telling stories. Um, I want to make movies. I want to, I think I want to make video games too, which is a newer thing for me to want to do. Um, well, that's cool. Yeah, so we'll talk about that. But um, like, I think there are a lot of creative things that I think the Lord made for me to do. But I think mm-hmm. lately something that's kind of been emerging as a theme in my life is I care so much more about people than I do about making stuff. And yeah. if over my life I got to make, you know, a thousand big, huge projects, but I never got to have close relationships with people, then it's kind of going to be mm. a waste. And I think yeah. I've seen like from people in my own life who have put work first and who have said, like, I'm going to sacrifice this relationship with this person to get this project done on time or to, you know, make this a better video or whatever it might be. Um, and I don't want to work that yeah. way. Like, I think I'm much more concerned about the relationships and using creativity as a means to get more relationships and to bring people in and like cultivate those relationships and, and even like help people learn how to do stuff. Like that's a big thing in the creative world is like, people want to do it, but they don't know how, or, Mm -hmm. you know, everything overlaps in the creative world. And so like, there've been times recently where it would have been really helpful for me to know how to do graphic design, but I don't have a clue. Mm -hmm. I don't have a clue how to do graphic design. And I, it's so, it's very, very difficult. And so, yeah, like, I don't know, there are a lot of places where people have helped me out and they've come alongside me and said like, Hey, let me help you learn how to do this. And so it's kind of a really cool community of just like, helping and building off of each other um and mm-hmm. so i love getting to be a part of that but i think my priority is going to be the relationships within it the people that i get to talk to and get to love on and share the gospel with um mm-hmm. and the way that we can like encourage each other in the work because like another thing in the creative world is just being super self-conscious about what you've made like i can watch mm. videos that my friends have made or look at different things and think like wow they are so good at this and I am yeah. terrible. Like <clears throat> I can't edit a video this way. I can't make it look good this way. I can't use a camera that well, but it's good to just go alongside people specifically with the intention of encouraging them. Like, mm. Hey, I want to, I think you have a really good eye for photography. I think the way you colored this video or the way you edited that picture looked so good. Like it's fun mm. to get to, to do that in a very specific way that creative people often need because they, mm-hmm. it can be really easy to just be self-conscious when, you know, if you might be working alone a lot of the time and it's in a really creative element where you're having to really put yourself out there. Like it's not factual, it's all opinion based. So I think that's something that I've yeah. seen the Lord use me for lately is just being able to encourage people in the creative realm. That's neat. Has that like been affected a lot with like COVID right now? Like all the like, you've had to do a lot more stuff, obviously with that. Has it been hard to do that? Or has it been something that the Lord's just kind of like teaching you how to love people better? Yeah. Everything has been so weird lately. And uh like, I know even within the church, especially within our church staff, like a lot of people have kind of been swapping roles and jumping around here and there. Um, 
and like there have been a lot of people on our team who have jumped over who didn't used to make videos but now they are helping with videos and so just like i think encouraging them <sighs> weird way to get your answer but yeah i think I think COVID has brought about more relationships and more people who are doing stuff they haven't done before. And I think oh, I've been yeah. able to like connect with them and like encourage them and help like teach them and show them like, mm -hmm. Hey, this is, you know, and not even like, this is the right way to do stuff, but this is the right mentality to have maybe because like there mm -hmm. is no right way to do it. And I spent a lot of time when I first started doing this kind of work, I spent a lot mm -hmm. of time just being really self-conscious that I wasn't doing it the right way. Because nobody would really mm. say, this is the right way. It was just like, this is how I'm doing it. And I don't think I realized mm -hmm. that it's very, uh, like, subjective. Like, whatever you can do to get the shot you need or whatever you can do to make this or that happen is the right way. So just kind of helping people understand, like, hey, yeah. you can do this. Like, anybody can do this. If I can do this, then surely you guys can <laughs> too. So. Yeah, I love that. I guess I should have called you the other day. I've started doing terrible videos oh, oh not good. terrible i've just i've was in a video at work i'll send it to you because it's really funny Love to see it. uh it's really it's awkward so you'll appreciate it are you acting in it yes Ooh. i'm like a talk show host for it okay um and i get to eat cake in the video <gasps> that's so special it was a great time by take seven i didn't want to eat any more cake oh, yes. ever again yeah because it was just, like, sweet. Yes. Have you listened to, I don't know if we're allowed to mention other podcasts, but there's that oh, Office yeah. Ladies podcast. No. Have you heard of that one? So it's, like, Angela no. and uh, Jenna Fisher from The Office. Wait. Like, yes. Have you heard of that? Someone told me about it, but I haven't yeah. listened to it. It's really interesting. They, like, walk through each episode, and they just talk about, like, little behind-the-scenes stories. But one of the things they talk a lot about is any episode where they're eating like they had to teach mm -hmm. themselves to not eat the food because if they are in the background eating cake in one and like take one then they're gonna have to do the same thing for every single take just for consistency for continuity to make sure that all the oh. shots match up so uh -huh. they said like you know that's all real food there and so they would get there and it'd be take one and they're like yeah i'm gonna have some cake and then take two, they have to have more cake. And then take three and take four. And they said by the end of the <laughs> day, like, they could not stand it. So yeah. you're you're encountering some real-life acting problems there, Hannah. I guess so. I think I need to retire from acting after this wow. is done. I'm going to retire, go back to school, get a <laughs> bachelor's degree. <laughs> oh, wait, that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> Okay, so next question for you. What's something you've been reading in the Bible lately that's been, like, really just, like, an awe? Uh, uh, I don't know what word I'm trying to say. It's just, like, really been, like, whoa, this yeah. is good. So I think lately for me, like, over the past several months, it's kind of been the Psalms, um, mm. all of them. Uh, yeah. I think for a long time, I was always a Proverbs guy. And you don't necessarily <laughs> have to choose between Psalms or Proverbs. Um, right but th there's like the divide do you read more yeah, psalms exactly. or do you read like exactly. proverbs and like for me proverbs were always very practical it was like hey mm -hmm. if you do this you're cool if you do this you're done and i'm reading a different version of the bible that has fun words like that but um <laughs> the hawaiian pigeon version uh, of course the jesus book 
love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the Proverbs were always very practical. And it's like, I can, I can, you know, especially going through high school, like, yeah, I'm going to sit down and I'm, if I'm going to spend time reading the Bible, I want it to be something that I can immediately take away and think, yes, I know what to do. Next time I'm in the situation where I'm, you know, have to face this obstacle, I'm going to know which choice to make because the Bible told me. And I always thought that, yeah. I always thought that Psalms, I don't know, I just had a really hard time reading them because mm-hmm. they were so wordy and so long and so drawn out. And, and I just mm-hmm. didn't see the point. Like, it just seemed like nice poems or songs or something. And I think I probably thought the point was for worship songs because a lot of modern day worship has lyrics that stem from the Psalms. Right. But lately I've realized the Psalms are like, it's like a peek into David's journal. Like Mm. this is his Mm -hmm. personal, and I know there are other Psalmists as well. Like it's a peek into their brains and, and even more into their personal relationship with the Lord. And so I can see like, how did David pray whenever he was in this situation? And so like, so that's what I really loved is connecting the Psalms to the stories. And like, you know, I think it's Psalm 52, I think is the one that David prayed right after like everything with Bathsheba and Uriah happened, like Uh being able to like hear that story for years and years, but now reading the Psalm and thinking like, holy cow, like this is such a gut punch just to see like his words Uh and like the humility that he was portraying here. And so like that has been so cool to just connect the dots that way and to think about the Psalms in a new way and seeing these, you know, Bible characters that I've known forever seeing them as like real people who had real feelings mm-hmm. and real relationships with the Lord. Like not all the Psalms are the same. Like there are some that are very like, you know, struggling with his relationship with the Lord. They're frustrated. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, whatever that might be. Yeah. Um, and so it's just been really cool to see like all the ways that the Lord has connected with them through their stories um so I think that's probably my answer right now I love that that reminded me so I attempted to read the bible chronologically and I didn't make it through the whole thing but like the psalms I think it's neat I'd never realized that like as you're going through the story you also have like their emotions in psalms and it's like whoa like just once you yeah I love that Aiden that's so powerful so good (laughs) Another thing on this subject, um, I've even started trying to write my own psalms. And oh. I, like, I don't think I can write scripture. So that's no, not what I mean, but, but like, like journal kind of thing. Yeah, like figuring out a way to write my own prayers in a really creative way, like combining some of those creative elements that I was talking about. Mm. And like, just being really poetic and wordy and not caring about the way it looks or not caring about it sounding like a traditional prayer. Yeah. But like, I'm just going to write this out and combine all my feelings and thoughts and put it all on the page just for the Lord to see. Um, mm. And so that's been a really cool process. And I think I've grown a lot through doing some of that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And again, that just helps me connect so much stronger with 
David and with these other people in the Bible who are real people who had relationships with the Lord and um, who felt real things and seeing like connecting my own Psalms that I would write to how I am spiritually and then trying to do the same for another person in scripture and like wondering about like, how were they when they wrote this? Like what was going on for them the day that Ooh. David sat down and wrote this? So yeah. That's been a fun day. I love that. That's a cool thing to do with that. I love that. It is. That's awesome. Okay. Thank so I don't really have any other questions. Is there anything else you would like to tell the listeners of the podcast that they should know, or I don't know, any recommendations anywhere they need to go? It's mm. a good question. Um, I think, I don't know. Right now I'm just really like kind of the current themes of this season of my life are like, having really good intentional conversations with your friends, not mm-hmm. being afraid of like being emotional, not being afraid of, you know, like being willing to like let your feelings out, talk about the things that are going on in your head. Um, I think that kind of stuff has been really big. Um, my girlfriend lives in Austin and she spent the summer up here in Amarillo. Oh, so, I love that. It was great. It was just the best time. And, um, it was so fun to get to be with her. And I, I mean, I'm dating her for a reason. I think she's one of the best people I've ever met. Um, but it, like, it's been so good being with her and the way that she mm-hmm. so intentionally cares about people and connects with them. And mm. like, seldom will we go to a restaurant and by the end of the night, she's not praying for the waitress or, so, you know, that kind oh, of thing. Oh, yeah. And so, like, that mentality has really rubbed up on me, I think. And so oh, that's it's, cool. Like, it's just been affecting the way that, like, you know, I'm having conversations with just my friends or people that I am just comfortable to be around. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's helped me open up a lot more and just been willing to talk about, hey, let's ask a question to prompt further conversation if we normally just sit here all the time and don't talk about deep stuff, like let's ask how, how's, how are you doing right now? Like, how can we be praying mm-hmm. for you? Um, so I think oh, that's just so neat. Uh, a whole new level of intentionality than I was probably comfortable with. Um, uh-huh. I think that's been so good for me lately. And I've seen so much fruit from that in my own life and in like my, my friends around me and all the people around Mallory, my girlfriend. Um, yeah. Like she just brings so much life by the way that she cares about people. And so it's like, I love that. That's totally affected the way that it's like, it makes me want to be around her, but also it makes me want to be like her. Um, and ultimately, you know, that's Jesus. Like, that's the way he was. And so um, I think obviously he deserves the glory for that and not my girlfriend, but she's great. Too. <laughs> Yeah, that's what Peyton so. Noel was telling me the other day. She goes, Mallory's just the sweetest human. <laughs> I forgot what else she said, but she was like, you just need to like actually meet her because I can't remember if I've met her in person or mm-hmm. if I'm just Instagram friends with Mallory. Uh-huh. So I should ask her that at some point. Yeah. In time. yeah. You guys would get along swimmingly. Swimmingly. I like it. Well, swimmingly. Mallory, if you're listening to this, let's get coffee one day. <laughs> Yeah, Mallory, me too. If you're listening to this, let's get coffee. (laughs) Let's hope she listens. Me too. So she can have two two coffees. Uh Uh-huh. That's a lot of coffee. Well, that's a lot. Maybe (laughs) 
maybe like in two different weeks where it's not so That's much fine. coffee That's you know fine. what i mean so she can get yeah. some sleep yeah <laughs> we don't want her wired right. off the walls exactly. or anything exactly all the things well Ada mm-hmm. corona thank you so much for coming on the podcast it was a joy having you on here this was an utter delight hannah this was fantastic it's so fun. Um, can you send me a photograph of yourself that I can post on the Instagram? Absolutely. For when the episode comes out so people can know what you look like if they don't know you. Because, like, mm-hmm. they got to know who you are. Should I draw a picture of myself? That probably – I'm not very good at drawing. I, take I think I don't want to do you should – yes, I think you should draw a picture of yourself and then send me a picture of yourself. And then on top of that, you could have Michael Gowdy draw a picture of you. That would be better than my own drawing. I think you need all three. Okay, okay. That's a lot of homework, Hannah. <laughs> but, like, really, I just need a picture of you. But if you draw <laughs> okay. a picture of yourself, I think that would be so funny. Please just I'll draw a picture of yourself do. because it would be funny. Because the only people always send me like serious pictures of themselves. Mm-hmm. But my favorite one, Logan Giles sent me a picture of himself as an 11 year old making a peace sign. So. Okay. Your goal is to top that. Okay. I that can do that, I think. Ultimate goal. You're going down, Logan. <laughs> Aiden Corona is beating you. Oh, yeah. I love it. Okay, well, have fun at whatever you're going to. You should probably get a move on since it's at yeah. 6.30. All right. I'll see you in the near future. I might come to West Sunday or something. I think I might be... Where do you normally go? Canyon? I... I go to Canyon, but I okay. moved to Amarillo. I moved back in with the parents, so nice. I'm trying to figure out if I want to keep driving to Canyon every Sunday or if I'm going to go back to West. It's There's a, a chance it's a I'm going to be in Canyon this weekend. So Okay, well, maybe I'll go to Canyon and might run into you there. But there's a chance I might go to West. I'm not sure yet. Send me a message Saturday that says <laughs> Canyon West so that I can at least tell okay. you hi. Okay, that's right. Even if it's a text message, hey. Hey. Hey, All right. I'll see a, what I can do. All right. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. Have so much fun tonight. All right. Thank you very much, Anna. Have a lovely day. Thanks, Aiden. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.